at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. And now from the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 1 through 13. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abides, these three, and the greatest of these is love. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I have another kind of philosophical question for you this morning. What is the difference between music and noise. Well, obviously, in some cases, that uh, distinction is in the ear of the beholder. I think for some folks, uh, maybe any electric guitar player, no matter how gifted they are, is just making noise. And you could fill in that blank with uh, other instruments as well. I don't want to go there. I don't want to offend any of you musicians. But people probably disagree a little bit on, on the musicality of various instruments and sounds. But I think there certainly is a point where we can all agree, we can all objectively identify what is noise versus music. So what's interesting is that the same instruments can be used to make either music or noise. And I did this very wonderfully loud demonstration at our Thursday afternoon worship service this week in which I effectively showed that a triangle may be a lovely addition to symphonic music. It can also just create really unpleasant, jangly noise if you play it just right. And then I took out a cowbell to really drive the point home. So, I'm sorry that most of you missed my 
demonstration, but for my own sake, I'm not going to repeat it. The point is that it's not the instrument that determines whether we hear music or noise. It's how it's played that determines whether it's music or noise. That's probably a pretty obvious concept, and it's the one that Paul uses uh, in our New Testament reading for today from 1 Corinthians 13 to help us reflect on the qualities and importance of love. If I speak in tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. You might recognize these words and the ones that follow. As Pastor Ellery already mentioned, we often read this whole passage at weddings, and then we use that as an opportunity to think about the sentimental wonders of romantic love, and it's nice. And these verses are right at home in the swirly script of beautiful and expensive Hallmark cards, which can also be lovely. But I'm finding that when we read this passage on a regular Sunday morning, things are decidedly less sentimental. This passage can get very real very quickly, like starting in the very first verse. So just prior to this reading, Paul has already spent a fair amount of ink in the previous chapter talking about spiritual gifts. Our New Testament readings the past two Sundays have been all about those various gifts that we each bring to a community of faith and to the body of Christ. We read about how important they all are and how they all contribute to the common good for the glory of God. Today we get the reality check that when it comes right down to it, it isn't what kind of gift we have been given, it's how we use it that makes it meaningful or not. If I speak in tongues of mortals and of angels but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. So it doesn't matter what language you speak, whether you're filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues or if you're speaking in everyday Greek or plain old English, the communication is lost completely if your words are not grounded in love. Your words that might have conveyed grace, that might have been lovely to the ears, without love are only so much obnoxious noise. They mean nothing. Likewise, he writes, if you have great and admirable faith but no love, you have nothing. If you have prophetic powers and profound understanding of divine mysteries but do not have love, if you are generous to the extreme but you give without love, the end result is not gain. It is nothing. So it's almost as if this passage is trying to tell us that love is the key to everything in the Christian life of faith. But of course, that's right, isn't it? This isn't a new concept in the New Testament. When we consider more broadly what our New Testament authors have to say about love, we might think of 1 John chapter 4, where we read that whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. And then this most challenging of verses later in the chapter, those who say, I love God, and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. So love is at the foundation 
of faith practice. It's at the foundation of our life together. It's the foundation of the reign of God among us. And so that means love is far more than that sentiment, that warm, fuzzy feeling. Instead, love is how you speak. Love is how you believe. Love is how you are in this world. And it's not negotiable. It's hard, but it's not optional for those who follow Jesus. The divine love that we receive from God is just this good and gracious gift for us, but it is also a responsibility. We steward this gift of love by recognizing it as it is, by cultivating it, and by sharing it with others. But we all know that love is hard to do, and often it costs us something. To live in love often means sacrificing our pride, sacrificing our comfort zone, giving up on our own way. Living in love requires practice and discipline. But that is the nature of real love, and we know that because Scripture shows us and the cross confirms that the real and true love cost God everything, and God chose love anyway for us. And that is why we, as followers of Jesus, take up this challenge, which is a significant challenge, to not go about life in this world being a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal or a relentless cowbell. Hearing 1 Corinthians 13 read, not at a wedding, gives us a chance to spend some time looking in that metaphorical mirror, asking ourselves, are we speaking in love? When we are at home, at school, at work, here, are we addressing the people in front of us with the love of Christ in our hearts and minds? Or are we being irritable or resentful or insisting on our own way? Are we putting in the extra effort and intention to speak in a divinely loving way? Or are we speaking or responding reflexively out of our humanity and instead speaking in anger or contempt, in fear or self-interest or worse? That is not an easy mirror to look into. And if your mirror is dim, as mirrors in the ancient world tend to be, See if you are brave enough and bold enough to ask the people you speak to how they experience your words. Not what they are, but how they're said. Because the thing is, even if you are right in what you say, but you aren't speaking in love, you've lost all credibility with regard to the gospel. Without love, even if your words are correct, the truth is not revealed by your speech Rather, the truth is concealed, because if God is love, there is no truth outside of or apart from love. The good news for us is that love that is good and real and true, the love that is of God, endures all things, and this love never ends. And that is the kind of love that we each receive from God day after day, the kind of love that is perfectly patient and kind, the kind of love that is humble and strong, the kind of love that abides forever. We receive that love even though we do not deserve it. And then held in that love, we are challenged to reach out and to speak out and to look upon others with this same love 
so that the kingdom of God resonates among us and throughout this world. May God give us grace so that our words and our lives, rooted and grounded in love, will not be so much noise, but will contribute to the symphony of goodness and grace that God intends for humanity and all creation. Amen.